this crazy world we live in, when people use the word geek, it can create certain impressions. In reality, geek culture has never been more mainstream. Let's learn about the real people behind the stereotype. I'm your super dummy Paul. This is Geek. Max Byrne. I am the host of the Mandatory Marvel and DC podcast on the Comics in Motion Network, which we're about 22, 23 episodes into at the moment. We've been doing that for about a year or so, which is great fun. Uh, basically, the show is myself and a special guest, or sometimes guests, plural. And we literally, well, actually, the guest picks, not me, a classic Marvel or DC. It has to be either of the big two. Uh, we don't do indie on there. There's a great indie comic spotlight show on the the Comics and Motion Network that our mutual friend Tony does. So mine is just the big two, Marvel and DC. And the guest comes on and they pick a particular book, graphic novel or story arc, just something that they really like. And then we spend sort of an hour, hour and a half talking bollocks about it. So it's a good show to do. It's a good show to hopefully um, listen to. I'll let other people be the judge of that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot and being part of the sort of Comics in Motion setup. Uh, the Comics in Motion family, if you will, is uh, is a great thrill for me, really, to be to be part of that and to have uh, sort of met and interacted with some truly wonderful and talented creative people. It's uh, it's been a godsend, really, on amongst this sort of COVID twelve months we've all been living in on uh, planet Earth. So it's given me uh, some semblance of uh, of sanity, we should say. Uh, and other than that, I also do some writing as well. I write uh, reviews and articles for a few different websites. Um, there is Dark Knight News, which is an American site, um, which is predominantly based in and around the Batman character. And I've reviewed different comics for them. I'm currently just started reviewing the actual Batman comic for them, like the main flagship comics. That's a real honor to have been given that, which I've, uh, I think my first one just got published the other day. So that's really good. Um, I write for DC World, which is a, a UK website. It's probably, the I think, the biggest fan site of its a DC comics fan site I should say in the UK in terms of its sort of size and its groups of followers I've been doing that for about two or three years now for them I review uh, TV shows so I review um, Titans for them Doom Patrol Stargirl uh, Swamp Thing although Swamp Thing's not coming back is it so I'll scrub that one but the other three I review for them um, which I've been doing for a few years now uh, I also write for uh, the great Steve J. Ray's fantasticuniverses.com. And for Steve, I also review comics, you know, do a bit of Batman for him, Suicide Squad, that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I've done some stuff for some other sites as well. Get Your Comic On, uh, Geico for short. I've done some comic reviews for them. Earth9DC as well. I've done some comic reviews and some TV reviews for them. So always doing something. <laughs> keeps, uh, keeps a man honest and uh, keeps the wolf from the door. So yeah, it's... Uh, plenty going on in the sort of world of of geekdom but that's not you know that's not everything in life Uh, there's other things I enjoy as well I'm football obsessed I've had a season ticket on and off at my beloved Bolton Wanderers for the past 25 years 
which uh, this year was money well spent, not considering fans aren't even allowed in the ground. So last summer I parted with, you know, the best part of £400 and I've been to precisely zero games this season. Uh, Obviously, the wonderful privilege is I get to watch them uh, streamed for free on iFollow. So if I'd have just done that in the first place, I would have paid roughly half what I paid for my season ticket. So hindsight's always twenty twenty and a wonderful thing. But uh, for me, not so much. But hey, you know, it's uh, you've got to uh, suffer for your team. So yeah, Bolt, obviously been watching Bolton for pretty much my the last 30 years, really. Um, so that's always been a lot of ups, lots of downs. Never boring being a Bolton fan. I obviously have family as well. My other half, Sarah, my fiance, we've been together for uh, eight years now, is it? Yeah, eight years. <laughs> Think about that then. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been together for eight years. We have uh, four kids. Um, I've got three stepchildren and our own um, creation, so to speak, Oliver, who's six years old. Uh, and then I've got Callum, Rachel and Joshua as well. So, yeah, there's a lot going on, uh, big family life and all the rest of it. So uh, never a never a spare moment, shall we say. I think, um, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I, I tend to, once I get into something, then I'm in it forever, into it forever, I should say. So whether that just shows that I'm very loyal or I'm just stuck in some massive sort of state of arrested development, I'm not entirely sure. But all the things I liked as a, as a kid or as a, as a teenager are the same things I like now, you know, I like exactly the same music I, I listened to as I did back then, the same bands, uh, I, you know, I don't change, um, I like exactly the same stuff, comics that I read as a kid, and I'm obviously, because that's saying, I'm still very much into that, all the sort of music and the TV shows and films of the 80s and, and 90s is still the thing that excites me more than what's going on now. So I think I just sort of, when I'm into something, I go all in. I don't do half-arsed. I'm either, you're either in or you're out as far as I'm concerned. I don't really sort of think things are just okay. They're, you know, I either really love it or I've just got, not hate it, but I've got zero interest in it. Um, so in terms of, you know, what you might call geek culture, obviously comic books, uh, that's something I've been in into since I can remember really some people have asked have asked me that before like how how and why are you into comics and all I can remember is just as a as a very very young child my mom used to um go to like uh fleet what you call like a flea market or an antique fair that kind of thing on the weekends and there'd always be like stalls selling just like second-hand DC and Marvel comics from like the 60s and 70s or early 80s because uh, we're talking sort of mid 80s at this at this particular time when I was a young kid um, and she just used to bring them home. So I just have this sort of, um, sort of stack of these old comic books that never really bore any relation to each other. So you'd read a brilliant comic and it'd have like a story in it that was sort of to be continued, but then I never got the, the next part. So it's only as an adult, I've been able to go back and finish these stories that I read as a kid. Um, but yeah, I mean, those were the, the things that really excited me as a kid and, uh, you know, as a sort of, um, a boy with two sisters back then. Um, I've got a brother as well, but he was born much later. I was nearly 15 when my brother was born. So as a young kid, it was just me and my two sisters. So comics was everything to me. You know, it kind of took me on these sort of flights of fancy and, you know, all these wonderful larger than life characters and just filled my imagination up with all this stuff. Um, And as a kid back then, I used to have a lot of the figures as well. There was two main 
uh, comic, well, in terms of comic books, anyway, there was two main toy lines back then. There was Superpowers by Kenner, which was DC characters, so like all, all your big hitters, basically, all your Justice League characters, you know, your Superman, your Batman, your Wonder Woman, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Flash, etc., etc., etc. And then from the Marvel side, there was Secret Wars, which again was all all your big hitters as well, all your like your main Avengers characters, you know, all the characters that litter the MCU films today. Um, and I just, you know, they were only small, like plastic, probably like four or five inch, something like that. Um, nothing compared to the, the toys that are made today. Um, but they were just brilliant. And, and God, I, I weep when I think about, as I'm sure a lot of people our age do, when you think about the toys you had as a kid in the 80s or whatever, and you think, Christ almighty, if I'd have kept, if I'd have kept them nice and, you know, if I'd have been the world's most miserable child and kept them all in the, in, in the box, you know, mint on card still sealed, I'd be sat on an absolute gold mine now. I'd have, I would have had a traumatic and awful childhood, but I'd be thank I'd be uh, thanking myself as an adult. So I wish I could go back in time and tell my younger self not to let the dog chew the feet off all my toys <laughs> and not to, um, not to basically give them all away for next to nothing when I turned about 11 and thought I was too cool for, for such things. Um, but you live and learn hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Um, but those are the things that really I was into as a young kid. And like other kids of that age, you know, masses of the universe, you know, the He-Man, world all had a lot of those toys loved the cartoon as a kid uh, the a-team again i think most people of our sort of generation grew up on the a-team i think i seem to remember having one or two a-team figures as well uh, obviously because without saying star wars was very present at that time as well um although i'm you know at the risk of offending virtually everyone i was never the world's biggest star wars fan but i do i do like it and again you know wish you kept hold of some of those figures when you see what they kind of fetch now uh, even you know even unboxed second hand ones i mean it's crazy but um again it's just uh, hindsight so i think you know growing up as a kid i liked all that stuff and you know it's it's never really left me you know the things i grew up on are the things i enjoy now you know it's that was kind of the gateway to the, the man i am so i suppose it all was you know the the tv shows like the, obviously the they were reruns in the 80s, but the, obviously the Batman 66, Adam West, absolutely adored that as a young kid. It used to be on on a Saturday and Sunday morning, so used to v- videotape it. Um, anyone listening to this doesn't know what a videotape is. <laughs> Shows, <laughs> I'm showing my age there, but, um, you know, that and the um, 70s Hulk TV show as well with Luther ignores the Hulk painted green. That was replayed as well in the 80s. So I used to love those because it was that was basically all we had. You know, kids today, kids today don't know the bomb. They re, without wishing to sound like my mum or my uh, grandfather, kids today do not know their bomb because in terms of like having all this wonderful content to absorb and to literally be at your fingertips, you know, pick your phone up and watch whatever you want, you know, switch on your laptop million streaming platforms and, and and specifically like comic book based tv shows and films they're literally now they're 10 a penny everywhere you turn there's a new comic book film coming out a new tv show and they're wildly popular they're like the biggest thing going now but when i was a kid at least a young kid we had now we had christopher reeve superman um and that was about it till the late 80s when you had obviously the tim burton batman started to appear in 89 but I was 10 years old by that point, so the preceding years, Christopher E. Superman, and was about it, and obviously these TV shows that I've mentioned, so it's just, it's crazy to see how it's gone from <laughs> how it was 35 years ago to 
what it is now. It's just um, it's a quantum leap. You know, forty in the UK. You know, in the UK, what do we have? Four, four um, TV channels. I mean, Channel Five didn't even come until about ninety six, ninety seven, did it? So we had like, unless you were, we didn't even have Sky in our house. I think my parents were too cheap or whatever, or made up some cock and bull about how you couldn't have it in the village where we lived or something. I don't know how true. I don't know how true that was. To be honest, thinking back, so you know, it was just the traditional four channels for us, and then the the occasional trip to the local video shop. <laughs> Thing is, because like, you didn't know any different, so it wasn't, you know, obviously now you'd go, oh my God, this, you know, life's over, <laughs> you know, four TV channels, oh my God, but back then you didn't know any different, it was a very different, obviously the world was a different place, no internet, you know, no no streaming, all this, you know, you literally had your four TV channels, you might get taken to the cinema occasionally, and like I said, you might get allowed to go and rent some videos out, and that was it, Um, but I was perfectly happy with that, if I had to go back to that, I'd be uh, depressed beyond re- beyond beyond reproach but um yeah back then it was you know it's a more innocent time i think kids now are because obviously they have all this choice and they've got so much easy access to stuff i think they take it for granted kids now i think back when i was a kid and you know you, you kind of had to use your imagination a lot more to fill your time and sort of create your own fun and you know kids now don't really i think i think it's a lost thing with this generation they don't have that sort of making their own fun kind of mentality anymore which is um a shame i mean it's great for them to have everything they've got now but i think thinking back i think our generation perhaps were sort of blessed with a bit more sort of creativity and you know being able to sort of think for yourself a bit more because you had to you say you don't really remember exactly how it came across, but you think it was your, you know, your mum buying all these things for you. What was it about it that kind of spoke to you at the time? Um, I think it was just the, the characters and they just seemed so, so larger than life and so, so bright and just, you know, I mean, you know, growing up as a kid in the northwest of England in a small, beautiful, where I grew up in a lovely small village, but life wasn't exactly thrilling if you catch my drift you know it was lovely and idyllic and I'd love to go back there now but it wasn't sort of uh you know a, a life full of sort of fantasy and all the rest of it but these I think they just spoke to me and and trying to find I just wanted to find out more about who they were and you know trying to develop obviously again harking back but now if you want to learn more about a character just just google it <laughs> just go on wikipedia and everything you want to know but back then it was like they were almost like mythical to me because all i knew was what i could find out from what i read which wasn't you know that much so they were like, they were like um you know who who is this guy or this or this girl you know where did they come from what's the what's the real name you know what are their powers why are they dressed in this this costume who are their enemies you know all kind of things you and the, and the guys cover on superhero for dummies show you know learning more and more about the characters and I, that was just it for me i just i just wanted it just hooked me in and i just wanted to not escape because i had a lovely childhood but it was just think you know going to like a bigger world a world of of magical stuff and mystery and, and and people with powers and things like that it was just just spoke to me as a as a young kid and you know what well, still does obviously I've not uh, not changed at the age of 41 but I think that's what it was for me just just magic just pure unadulterated magic and, and great stories as well great characters um yeah it's it's just took hold of me and I've never sort of let me go since really I mean I think like most people 
most people I kind of speak to, you know, and I think most people have a similar story. As you get a bit older, you kind of can find yourself stepping away from it a little bit. You know, when you get a bit older, other things come into your life, you know, especially for me as a teenager, you go to high school, you're into your football, you know, I was obsessed with heavy metal music, still am. Um, so that was kind of took my focus away. So I suppose in the 90s, I was kind of... Having been obsessed with it in the 80s, I think in the 90s, I kind of stepped away from sort of comic book reading and all the rest of that that goes around it. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, probably my sort of mid early to mid 20s that I kind of wholeheartedly let back in with both feet to it. You know, I still had kind of vaguely kept abreast of what was going on and, you know, sort of would occasionally pick things up, but very few and far between. And then I think I just sort of got to an age where I stopped caring what anybody else really thought and just sort of fuck it, just embrace it and dive wholeheartedly back in with both feet, which I've done and continue to do ever since. It's crazy as well now because now it's become kind of cool. Back then it certainly wasn't, but because specifically comic books are so part much part of popular culture now and the like I was saying before, the the biggest films at the box office every year you know a marvel and dc films aren't they they're the ones that get everybody talking and so everyone now knows who these characters are you know back then people knew superman was and they knew batman was and spider-man and hulk that was probably wonder woman perhaps but that was probably about it you know whereas now everyone's got an opinion and everyone know everyone knows who iron man is and captain america and thor but back then they you know, your average sort of person who didn't have an interest in comics wouldn't have had a bloody clue. But now, obviously, it's it's everywhere, and you see, you know, you see people walking around with the Avengers T-shirts on, and you think, no, oh, it's probably not something you're massively into outside of the the films you've seen. But hey, it's you know, it's better to have people being into the characters from whatever medium they're coming at it than than not and thinking it's something for you know losers in inverted commas um so no i think it's really cool the way it's invaded popular culture although i do kind of have a, a little mentality i think it's with everything i like in life not just comics everything the the bands i like the you know everything i like to enjoy i always have a little part of it that doesn't like it if it becomes too popular if that makes sense because i just kind of think well I like it and I kind of want it all for myself (laughs) you know it's cool to find other people that like what you like because then you've got things in common with people and you can strike up relationships and friendships based around that but I don't know there is always a part of me that thinks I don't want the things I like to get too popular because then everyone likes in it kind of it becomes less mine and less special (laughs) I suppose so there's a it's a dual-edged sword I would say getting older as well you become less bothered about other people's opinions uh and well people that don't matter anyway not not the people that matter but certainly you just think well fuck it this is this is who i am this is what i am this is what i'm into and i'll enjoy it and i'm not ashamed of it so people can like it or they can not like it that's fine it, everyone's entitled to like and not like whatever they want i have never judged anyone for what they like or dislike because i don't want people to judge me but I couldn't care less. It's people can do what they want to do, like what they want to like. But if they if they like what I like, great. If they don't, equally great. Doesn't stop doesn't stop me being your friend. I think my uh, my other half continually rolls her eyes <laughs> at um, <laughs> when when the latest book or the latest sort of action figure comes through the post, you know. Um, but I think that's because I'm slowly sort of 
taken over the house and we're, we're drastically run, well, we're not running out of space we've run out of space <laughs> so <laughs> i'm sort of struggling now to where to put new things so i'm gonna have to sort of i don't know somehow dig a hole in the ground under the house and start stashing stuff there or something or or put something on top of the house to to uh, to fit it all in so i kind of get that i do understand that but um i think in general to, i don't know um I think people can. I think sometimes people would be a bit ignorant and think, "Oh, what are you into that kind of thing for?" And that for kids. And um, I always think, "Well, no, it isn't because the stuff I read isn't for kids." And there's no way, you know, like I said, I've got kids at home. There's no way I'd let them read half the stuff I read in terms of comics and things like that because, I mean, yeah, there are ones you know you can buy specific ones that are sort of more family oriented and geared towards kids but then you know there's loads of stuff i read that's so violent and you know full of some harrowing storylines that there's no way i'd let a child read it so no i think people can be kind of ignorant to it but it, again doesn't bother me people can think what they like i think in some ways if someone it's again it just harks back to what i was saying before if someone says to me oh what, what whatever it is i like um, oh well, I don't think that's good, or I think you're daft for liking it. It probably makes me like it even more because you know it kind of thinks like I'm sort of poking the beast and kind of stir up a reaction. So <laughs> I don't know. It's probably just a it's a weird mentality I've got, but that's the way I see it anyway. Like like what you like, but it doesn't mean you can't. You have to just your whole life has to revolve around one thing you have to life, and then you have to sort of conform to a specific stereotype around it you know when I was in my teens um well I still am now but maybe to slightly less extent but back then I was obsessed with like the heavy metal of the time you know Iron Maiden, Metallica, Pantera all those kind of bands that were massive and and you know you'd be wearing your your Iron Maiden t-shirt or your Pantera t-shirt and all the rest of it and you know I didn't have long hair or anything as a teen I had short hair and you know was relatively smart um and so people used to say oh you like that do you you don't look like you do and I was I always used to think well how should I look you know should 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 I have really long hair and all the rest of it and look like um you know someone who, who who's in a heavy metal band you don't have to look a certain way to like a certain thing I think um you know it's kind of I think people sometimes can be a bit short-sighted and you know there's a stereotype about people who are into comic books isn't there you know it's kind of a, a well-worn stereotype about people sort of living in the mum's basements and all the rest of it and you know sort of nerdy outcasty kind of people and and again you don't have to be any type of person to like a certain thing you can you can be from any walk of life you can be you know, from whatever background you want, you can be rich, you can be poor, you can be short, you can be tall, you can be fat, you can be thin, you can be, you know, whatever ethnicity you want, whatever religion you want, it doesn't matter. It's 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 so irrelevant, it's untrue, you know? Just because you like something doesn't mean you have to be from a certain, you know, profile in terms of your, you know, your genetic makeup and all the rest of it, or, or your existence and the way you conduct yourself. It's, it's, it's complete nonsense, I find. You know, people can just be whoever they want to be and be happy that way. That's fine, you know. I, it, it kind of annoys me when people kind of think that, oh, you like comics? Well, you must be this, you must be that, you know, you must be this sort of weird person. And, well, maybe I am. <laughs> it's not for me to say. Maybe I'm a weird person. Certainly my... Um, uh, 
family and whatnot will probably think I am quite weird, but whatever, um, that's fine. Um, so yeah, you can just be whatever you want. Uh, I, I do kind of understand where that sort of stereotype comes from, but I think it's so outdated now. And like I was saying before about how sort of things have become so popular anyway now, sort of crossed over into popular culture, whereas, you know, 20 years, 20, 25 years ago, 30 years ago even, they certainly weren't, but now, you know, everyone's on the bandwagon, so to speak. So I think that negative stereotype is, I think, slowly becoming less of a thing. Um, that's not to say that there aren't people like that, but again, more power to them. Be who you want to be. It doesn't matter. Um, as long as you're happy in life, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter who you are or what you are. Who cares? Um, but I think that stereotype's kind of slightly faded now from what it was, and I think people are more probably slightly more tolerant and more accepting but you know you do get some people who think you don't strike me as the kind of person you'd be into the things you're into but I, i don't know maybe i'll take that as a compliment our kids um probably similar to nearly everyone else's kids you know they're constantly sort of on something you know I don't mean on something on something uh you know as far as I'm aware um I mean on like a device of some description you know they're on they're on a phone or they're on the games console or they're on the tablet or they're watching something on Netflix you know but I think that's just kids kids now that's just how kids conduct themselves you know they've when you know they're able to sort of it's been in some ways it's been a godsend really because we've seen we've spent the past year sort of in and out of lockdown, their social, much like the rest of us, the social lives have kind of gone to shit, which I, I really feel sorry for them for, but at least they have that, they've got a way to stay connected with their friends, haven't they, virtually, and, you know, they can still talk to their friends whenever everyone, but if I was, th- me and my other half were saying once, if this had happened back when we were kids, you really wouldn't have seen, seen or heard from your friends for weeks and months on end, because there was no way back then other than picking up the phone and making a phone call to the house there was no way of speaking to someone if you couldn't actually go and physically see them so I think in some ways that's better for them but I don't know I always kind of kind of say you know I I don't want them to be constantly on the devices and all the rest of it I want them to kind of you know pick up a book and read a book or you know try and be more creative about something I don't know it's hard to say really I mean I always say to well I like to say to my other half when it comes to the kids I'm my motto is do as I say not as I did (laughs) when I'm trying to you know trying to teach them about you know life and trying to set an example I'm you know I've maybe many things but a hypocrite isn't one of them so I'm not you know if one of them ends up doing something that I did as a kid and you know perhaps it was the wrong thing to do then I can't be a hypocrite and take the moral high ground but at least you can try and guide them and form them in the right way to you know kids should learn from the parents mistakes I don't try and sort of force my likes onto them too much I mean then as far as I'm aware at least none of them have ever really shown an interest in reading any of my books or you know I have a a little display in the corner of the room, shall we say, a corner of the back room where I've got me, me, uh, me boxed figures and some of me books and a little display cabinet with some sort of figures in and what have you. It's a nice little corner of the room and no one gives it the time of day, to be honest with you. Uh, I always thought I'd have to keep an eye on like seeing them like trying to take something off the shelf or, you know, things getting knocked or broken, but they, they couldn't care less. 
Um, so that's a bit bit strange. But um, yeah, it's um, I, I it would I would find it quite enjoyable if at some point they said, "Oh, can I read one of your books?" Or I mean. I would be like, yes, you can read it, but under my supervision, you know, you're not taking that, to, you're not taking that to your room. You can sit and sit and read it sat next to me so I can make sure you're not creasing the pages, but um, they can, they can like what they like. It's fine. I'm not bothered. I mean, my stepdaughter's massively into anime right now, uh, obsessed with it, but I'm, I have zero interest in that. I never have. It's just, again, I'm knocking anyone who likes it because it's, I'm aware of just how massive it is, you know, when you go to like Comic-Con, probably 50% of the stalls are like anime related, selling some kind of anime paraphernalia or books or memorabilia. So she's very much into that at the minute and loves, she seems to be buying books left, right and center on it, which is great because that's kind of, kind of a form of what I like to do, but it's a completely different sort of genre and something that I've never really had a massive amount of exposure to and don't really have that much interest in but it's nice to see that and you know I welcome seeing that and hope it's something that she'll you know remain interested in rather than it being like a you know a, a passing fancy or something like that we'll see I guess as she gets a bit older she's 14 so you know she, in a couple of years she might think it's you know sort of bit childish when she's more concerned with trying to plan a night out you know um who knows um but with the younger ones uh, they've not really shown much interest in it i mean my youngest oliver is six and you know i've just tried to sort of point him in that direction putting all the sort of superhero cartoons on the tv for him and whatnot you know we've taken take them to see the when the films come out try and take them to see them at the pictures and what have you um, but I'm trying not to be too guilty of forcing my interests on them. I, no, no one forced their interests on me when I was a kid. So I'd like them to just find out things for themselves and, and again, like what, like what they like and, you know, more power to them. It's just completely part of the lexicon now. It's just so ingrained in everyday life, isn't it? Geek culture. And not just comic books. Every every part of it, isn't it? You know, Star Wars is as big as, is as, big as it's ever been. Even even now, 40-odd years after the first film, it's, it's always just still huge. You know, other things like that. You know, um, Star Trek's still massive. There's about God knows how many different Star Trek TV shows still in operations. Can't keep up with them. You know, even Masters of the Universe is coming back this year, isn't it? Kevin Smith's sort of the brains behind that. So that'll have a resurgence. Transformers is still huge as well, like it was when I was a kid. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff, like like I was saying just then, anime as well, that's, that's huge. So it's all just part of everyday life now, I think. Um, it's not it's not a niche thing anymore like perhaps it was way back when so i think kids now they're just so used to being surrounded by it and you know whenever they turn on the tv there's some reference to it you know be it a you know an advert for something or a you know a trailer for a film or something like that so social media is just saturated with it as well so whenever they go on the you know the facebook or whatever it is the kids are up to these days the tiktok videos and all the rest of it it's still you know that all that kind of stuff just permeates into everything so i think i don't think they have that kind of ugh, roll their eyes attitude because i think they it's just everyday life for them you know with with me as a father slash stepfather they've got no choice really because i suppose it's something that i wear on my <laughs> i wear on my sleeve every day but 
um, yeah, I think they're just even if even if I had zero interest in this kind of thing and you know was a very different person and had interests that were completely different, shall we say, from from all that, I think then I had had nothing in and around the house of it. I think they'd still kind of have exposure to it simply because you can't get away from it now. In terms of comic books and why they're and why those are the Beast franchise now, I think it's because the people behind them started taking it seriously. I think, I think rather than trying to make comic book films or comic book TV shows that were sort of campy and you know um, full of too many gags and sort of borderline winking to the camera and uh, and all that kind of thing, I think they just realised that you know these characters deserve proper stories and being treated seriously and and not only that i think you know they realized there was a massive audience for it because even before um you know the explosion in sort of the early two probably 20 years ago really when the first x-men film came out or possibly a year or two before with blade although blade was an adult film so i don't think that had the necessarily as big a, a splash as what came after so yeah probably x-men in 2000 through to now so like 20 21 years i think pri- prior to that um the audience was there but they just weren't being catered to i mean you know comic books have been around since you know especially these dc and marvel universes have been around for decades decades and decades um so the the audience was always there but i just think they didn't treat it with the reverence, and I think, you know, people in Hollywood or, you know, people at TV studios probably saw them as a bit of a a joke and probably didn't treat them with the reverence they deserved. But I think once they did, they realised that not only will the, the, fan, the fan base is already there, they, these films don't have to find an audience, you know. We see it every day when they announce, you know, whatever character is suddenly going to get a film made or whatever character is suddenly going to get their own TV show, then... The discussion on, you know, social media or on forums, I guess, um, it spreads like wildfire, doesn't it? Everyone's clamoring to know, you know, oh, who are they going to cast? You know, what, what, who, who, who's the villain going to be? And then who's going to play? Who's going to play that villain? And and the audience is there because the, you know they've been there for so long, entrenched and and in these characters. So I think once they started sort of realizing that if we make quality films that are well made big budget so they don't look cheap and good special effects that'll stand up that not only will the you know quote unquote nerds turn out to go and watch it because they love these characters but the general audience will come out come out as well because at the end of the day people want to be entertained people want to people want to go to the cinema and spend the money because something looks good you know so you've got to to motivate someone to get off the backside and leave the house and go and pay there, whatever it is now at the cinema to go and watch a film. You've got to make it look good. You know, you've got to make it look worth the while and, and something that, you know, people think oh, I've, I've simply got to go and see that on the cinema screen. So I think once they started investing the money, big money, proper money in these films, then that's why more people started turning out. You know, you, you've got to compete, like we're saying about Star Wars and Star Trek and things like that. You know, these massively budgeted, huge special effect bonanzas, spectacle movies, um, you've got to compete with that. So as, as long as you can put yourself on that playing field, then yeah, you're always going to get people turning out. So I think as, as now they're at that level where they can, especially with Marvel, they can put virtually anything out and people will turn out in their droves to come and see it, you know. You know, if, if, if I thought we'd get a film about Ant-Man, 
but we did. Well, we've had we've we've had two, we've had two of them, and there will be a third in the next two or three years. It's confirmed. But you know, Ant Man for God's sake. But you know, there you go. I mean, people forget. It's 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 hard to think about it now. But prior to the first Iron Man film, how many people? You know, obviously, you know, us fans know who Iron Man is and that not and whatnot. But your average Joe on the street, if you'd said, "Who's Iron Man?" They would have gone. Uh, I don't know. Is that a song by Black Sabbath? Maybe, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which it is. Great song. Um, but you know, or, or is it the um, the book, the Iron Giant? Is it the Iron Giant? If you just said to someone, "Who's Iron Man?" They would have gone. I don't know. But now, if you say to someone, "Who's Iron Man?" Everyone knows who Iron Man is. Everyone knows who Iron Man is, and everyone knows Tony, who Tony Stark is. You know. It seems to remember, but prior to that first film coming out in 2008, so what's that, 13 years ago, no one knew who he was, you know? No one knew. But now, because they've Marvel are at that sort of level where they've executed everything pretty much pretty much flawlessly, one or two films that I don't think are great, but my opinion's no more valid than anyone else's, so who cares what I think? They, they made, still make a lot of money. Um, they're at that level now where they've put that universe in such a good place that they can literally go, here's our next film, it's character, blah, 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 that you've never heard of. But, you know, we'll put it out anyway and it'll make a, a shed load of cash, you know? So, and, and D- DC are not quite there because they've had some missteps and, and what have you. But yeah, I'd like to think that they're on the right path now to sort of right in the ship and getting their films in the right place. So I think, you know, put out whatever you want and people will turn out for it it's crazy now oh it's marvel you know that just that just that brand name now means so much to people that they will go and see it even if they've no idea what they're about to see they go oh it's marvel it must be good you know must be good this um we'll go and see it and nine times out of ten it is very good so yeah it's just it's just crazy how things have come on in the last you know, decade and a half to the level that they're at now where it is literally the, the biggest thing going. It's crazy. It's crazy to think. I, when I was, you know, when I was a kid, I could only have dreamt of these films. I used to dream that there'd be these all these TV shows and all these films, all these characters that I love, and it's, it's brilliant. So even when they come out and, you know, I might not like who they've cast, I might, not, I might watch the film and think, it's not quite what I would have liked to have seen on the big screen. I'm not one of these people who just just shit on it and then slag it off and you know just because it wasn't quite what i wanted you know i'm i'm I, but at the end of the day i'm just grateful they exist <laughs> it's very rare that i'll see you know something's been announced and go oh how awful i'm just like oh wow that's brilliant you know great bring it on i say you know and if it is bad then history will judge it to be bad but just the fact that it's actually being made is something that wow was me and um i think we're living we are literally living golden age for this kind of thing it's crazy it's it's it, it's 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 absolute peak now and you know there might be a time where the bubble bursts and, and it becomes less of a thing i mean everything goes goes around in cycles doesn't it you know you it's like you you had that period in time where the spaghetti western was was the thing you know but now western films westerns are still made but they're not they're not that many, are there? You know, there's not that many westerns released every year compared to way back when, when there were so many. You know, so everything goes in everything goes in cycles. You know, so eventually, you know, we'll, people say, "Oh, 
that one day this sort of comic book movie TV bubble will burst and there'll be audience fatigue and people will have just had enough and gradually it will start to maybe fade away. Maybe it will. I mean, who knows? It's going to be very interesting to see how the next sort of decade rolls on and whether people do, you know, obviously the fans are still going to lap it up, but the the general audience who you need to get on board if you're going to make the really big bugs cross over outside of your, your enclosed fan base, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, they keep them on the hook because you've got to, I guess you've got to keep it fresh. I suppose if you're just rolling out the same old stuff out all the time, people are just going to be like, oh, God, another another Batman film. Oh, great. You know, or, you know, uh, another Avengers film. Wow. Um, I mean, I won't. <laughs> I won't be like that. I'll be, oh, yeah, great. Yes, brilliant. Yes, give it to me now, please. But I just think in the terms of the general audience, there's going to be some kind of drop-off at some point. It's inevitable because people get bored. People people are always looking for the next thing, aren't they? What's the next thing to get into? It's like, it's like music. Certain styles of music are big in certain time periods, but then sort of fade out of favour, don't they? But then might come back later. You know, like heavy metal was massive in the 80s and then in the, you know, or sort of 80s, 80s style of metal and then, you know, in the sort of early 90s when grunge hit, that kind of music really took a dive in terms of, not in terms of its quality, people were still making great stuff, but the popularity of it fell off a cliff. But then things go in cycles, and then that kind of music has had its sort of time in the sun again now. And, you know, grunge didn't last that long. It was kind of a burnout quickly kind of movement. And then, you know, these sort of bands who sort of had to endure that find that into the 2000s, they sort of regain the popularity. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that cyclical, cyclical, I should say, um, sort of fads move and whether that's going to change over over the decades. It's going to be interesting to see because I don't think it can stay at this level of popularity forever. Only a fool would think that in terms of the the model and things being released at the cinema that's we already see that's changing now as a result of the last 12 months with covid how you know so many of these big films are now just going straight to to streaming aren't they rather than into the cinemas i think even once covid's you know in the rearview mirror and life is something like normal again when cinemas are are up and running again there's still going to be that knock-on effect you're already seeing it now um studios with a lot of big films out this year because you've got all the ones that should have been out last year knocked back to this year plus ones that are already going to be out this year so there's a lot of massive films coming in 2021 but so many of them are going to be at, they're going to go out at the cinema but then they're allegedly going to be available in streaming within like 30 to 40 days of being at the cinema you know which is obviously going to massively affect the box office take at the pictures so those days of, of billion dollar films films that make over a billion now at the box office i think could well and truly be over even the big even the biggest films imaginable you know the next avengers film i don't think we'll get anywhere near what the last one did (laughs) no chance so just sort of expanding it back out again into general geeky culture life i was wondering how you think these things have helped you in your normal life um it's probably given me a thick skin um i've you know i've i've always said in my life that you know i'll like what i like and if people 
like like that too great if they don't that's great too as well and i don't really care if people want to knock me for liking what i like so i think it's helped me develop a thicker skin and having a thick skin helps you in most aspects of life really these days you know your professional life you've got to have a thick skin your personal life you've got to have a thick skin just life in general you've got to have a thick skin i think to to kind of get ahead so i think that's helped me in a way um i don't know i think it's also helped me sort of creatively speaking maybe um although it's hard to find a creative outlet these days i suppose but you know it's helped me with you know being able to write pieces and things like this and you know being able to just you know harking back to me me podcast show just just being able to you know create something like that i mean it's I still consider myself a rank amateur when it comes to that kind of thing. And I'm completely flying by the seat of my pants every time I hit record. Like, shit, what am I doing here? You know, how am I going to fill an hour or however long with someone and not sound like I'm a complete bluffer, you know? But um, I think it's given me a sort of creative outlet in life. So I I like that. And I just think it's it, it fires your imagination. And especially at a time where the last year that everyone's had where you've not got many options have you in terms of entertaining yourself everything's everything's shut right now isn't it okay you can't have an evening you can't you can't go to a pub you can't go out for a meal to a restaurant you can't go to the cinema you can't go to the theater you know you can't go bowling you can't all the things that you would do in an evening to entertain yourself you can't do you can't you can't even go around to someone's house right now you know, you can't even do that. It's, it's Everything's off the table. So you've got to make your own entertainment. And I think being so much into something like that and having so much of it at your fingertips and, and just having it rolling, I think just having it rolling around in my head sort of helps me because even when I'm, I mean, it's a really, it's a really sad thing, but when I'm lying in bed at night and I'm not asleep, I'm always, my other half is always asleep, like, as soon as she sort of hits, head hits the pillow, she's gone, she's gone, but to be fair, she's up earlier than me, and, you know, she's uh, brushed off her feet all day, so I'm not knocking her for it, but she's out cold, and I'm usually just lay there awake by myself for quite a bit, and, you know, I start making lists in my head and things, and, and it's just the most stupidest stuff in my head just it just occupies my brain and stops me from getting bored or going insane so i'll be i'll be laying there in bed going right like can i name all the mcu films in order and then can i name who can i name who the villain was in each of those films and can i name did they did they die in those films or did they survive in those films and sort of make out those lists or i'll go back and think right i went to see this band in this year at this venue and um what song did they open with and then what song did they close with and just trying to make all these really weird lists in my head but it's it's I don't know it just fills my head with something to do when there's literally nothing else to do you know there's only so many tv shows you can watch or stuff you can do when you're literally sat at home every single night with nowhere to go and no one to see so it just I think being so strongly into something like that just just gives you a bit of mental stimulation you literally just find yourself obsessing over the most the real minutiae of what you're getting into you know i was like you know i'll I'll, if i'm reading a particular book about a particular character i won't just be reading what's on the page i'll be thinking right so so this character yeah he, he he's facing off or she's facing off against this character 
and then they've met previously in book number X, you know, so many years ago. And have I got that one? Have I got that on the shelf? Yeah, oh, yes, I have. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get that out next and read that, you know. Or, oh, what happened when? Oh, let me just quick, quickly get my phone out and Google it and just see. Ah, that right, that person who's just walked into a, a panel in the book, that's who they are. I recognize that name. Oh, I'll look that up, you know. It just, it's like, it's like falling down the ultimate rabbit hole, I think. And I, I love stuff like that. That's what really appeals to me. I'm, I'm a sucker for big universes. I think that's what, again, what drew me in as a kid. These, the infinite, the infinite possibility of these universes, these fictional worlds, and they're forever expanding and getting bigger. And there's more and more people being introduced to those worlds. And I love, I love all that. I love being able to, you know, think, all right, how many can I name? Things like this, you know, find yourself when you're supposed to be working, you know, quickly just uh, open another tab on my work computer there and uh, type in, you know, DC Comics quiz, you know, spend a quick 10 minutes there. Just, um, how many of these characters can you name in five minutes? Stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. I think it just speaks to me. I think it just makes me just, it makes me feel interested and engaged. <laughs> I think what people are miss. I think people are too concerned with what other people think in life and, you know, too worried about their own image, their own self-image or how they think other people see them. And I think you want to let your guard down maybe and, and, just try something, you know, think, oh, maybe I'll give, maybe I'll give Star Wars a go. Maybe I'll give the Marvel Universe a go. Maybe I'll look at Star Trek, you know, anything. Harry Potter, for God's sake, anything that's like a a genre-based thing. It's, it's just the sheer depth of it and the sheer amount of stuff you can get into. It's not just like an open and shut case. It's not like picking up a, a book or like a standalone book, a novel or something like that, where you read it and go, oh, that was, you know, that was a good good story. I really enjoyed that. Very well written, you know, very good characters in it. Great story, you know, really had me hooked and great ending, you know, what a read. But that, but it ends there, doesn't it? You can't read it again. For We can't read it again for the first time. So I think if you sort of, you know, pick up something that's created to created to connected to uh, geek culture for want of a better word it just it's a world of infinite possibility you know it's you can literally be taken anywhere um, and not just that you know gaming for example you know i'm not i'm not the world's biggest gay i've got a ps4 at home and i'm not i don't you know I'm not clamoring for a PS5. I, well, let's be—I can't really afford a PS5 if I'm being honest. Not right now, but uh, maybe in a, in a, a further down the line when they're a bit more affordable, I'll get one. But I'm not the world's biggest gamer. But I, you know, that's something I enjoy doing as well. You know, here, here and there. You know, just ones with um, ones with an interesting story, well written, with a good character, and you can go on these incredible journeys there. I think it's just for me, and I think that's what people who you know think about the stereotypical person and oh well if they're into that then they must be like that and that means i can never be into that because i don't want to be perceived as being one of them um i think you just if you have a go and just try something that's you know maybe considered more in that realm it's a world of of infinite possibility and it's a world with worlds with so much depth to them and you know like i was saying before i've kind of gone down a, a dark uh, alley there but what i was saying about if you read a book it's 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 great and you'll enjoy it and you know 
great stuff, but then it's it's done with and dusted. But if you you know if you try something like it, something to do with Marvel, something to do with DC, something to do with Star Trek, Star Wars, Harry Potter, anything, Lord of the Rings, whatever. There's so much more that goes around it that you can then draw into. You know, you might you know watch a film that's part of one of those worlds. You might read a book that's part of one of those worlds. You might play a game that's part of one of those worlds. And if you like it, then, oh, well, I really enjoyed that. What else is there? Oh, right, well, this book I've just read, this um, book about Superman, this graphic novel, Superman, really good. Oh, well, there's 80 more years worth of them out there. Oh, maybe I'll try another one. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, what else is there? Um, oh, there's all these films that he's in. Oh, try them. Oh, they're really good. Okay, what's next? Oh, uh, computer game? Yeah, I'll get one of those. Really enjoyed that as well. There's just so much, there's so much meat on the bone, you know? If you want to really get your teeth into something, then just do it. Um, if you don't like that kind of stuff, fair play to you. If your interests lie in other walks of life and, you know, some people have very other interests completely different interests that are completely removed from this world and that's fine do whatever makes you happy all power to you that's what life's all about making yourself happy but i just think people should worry less and less about how people perceive them that's certainly what i think you know i wear my heart on my sleeve i'm not one of these people who likes all the things i like but does it in like a closeted fashion i'm you know i'm proud about what I like you know literally every day of my life I wear a t-shirt that is either some dodgy heavy metal band some some comic book character or some weird sci-fi concoction um but that's every day of my life you know every time I sort of tweet something on on social media it's very rarely about myself or my personal life it's usually about some book i've read or some film i've watched or something like that you know and just you know i'm not trying to be something i'm not um so it, people just need to i think to be less less worried i think about perception and just give things a go try if if you don't try it how do you know you don't like it is is, is my sort of philosophy on life you know so people should just do that see where it takes them you know there's a there's a whole world of enchantment out there to be found um, and people should just go and find it because at the end of the day sometimes all you're left with are your own thoughts and you know your own you know especially at the moment when there's nothing else to do you know all you've got is your own thoughts and what puzzles me is when people say oh i'm so bored you know i'm so bored stuck at home every night well, how can you be bored in this day and age? There's so much to do, you know. There's so there's always a book to read. There's always a film to watch. There's always a TV show to start, you know. There's always a, a video game to play. There's always a CD to put on. You know, it's all about enjoying what's out there, enjoying the arts and, and giving it a go is, is my motto. You know, try it. See what happens. What's the, wor what's the worst that can happen? I think people just need to have a, have a an op more open mind and just give things a go. about these things aren't you and I kind of go oh yeah I am actually I can't really I can't really deny it. I haven't got a leg to stand on I am you know once I'm into something then that's all all I want to do you know if I go oh John I quite fancy watching a 
a Sly Stallone film tonight and I'll watch one of his old classics. But then all I want to do from that point is watch Stallone films, you know what I mean? Or stick an old Arnie, Arnie Schwarzenegger classic on, you know, whatever, Predator or something like that. Oh, what a film. And then you go, oh, do you know what? I fancy watching another bit of Arnie. And then I'll go on a massive Arnie kick. Same with ba- same with bands as well, you know. You'll go, oh, I fancy listening to a bit of Iron Maiden, a bit of Dream Theater, a bit of Rush, whatever it may be. And then that's all I'll listen to then for, you know, the next however long period. It's weird. I go on these little runs of obsession. Uh, just some last longer than others. <laughs> Maybe that's it. We're just all secretly OCD. We just don't know it. Oh, I think I, I think I am, Paul. Yeah, it's. Um, I, th- I think I do suffer with it. Obsessive nature. I've been told that many times by different people. I think I do. Yeah, definitely. It's, and, you know. I don't have OCD in in general life, but when it comes to things I like, I definitely have OCD. Like all my Blu-rays have to have to be in alphabetical order, you know. My books, my books have to be in a certain order, uh, you know. My toys have to be displayed just so, you know. I used to do with CDs as well. Um, yeah, things have to be in a certain way, but then in general life, I'm really not at all it's it's just just about the just about the things i like yeah you can hear more from max with his show on the comics in motion podcast feed mandatory marvel and dc if you'd like to contact max you can do so on twitter at maxi burn m-a-x-y-b-y-r-n-e Super Dummy production for Fantastic Universes. Find out more at fantasticuniverses.com and superdummy.co.uk slash geek. You can contact the show on Twitter at Era of Geek or by email geek at superdummy.co.uk. You can support the show and Fantastic Universes by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasticuniverses.